everybody and welcome back to Bucks UK TV. It's always nice that after a victory, it's episode 88. Uh, Alex, you're a guest, you're a muggle this week, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, great to be and, here. And we've, got, and we've got Mariana in our fan club as well and David joining us also. Uh, so thank you. Uh, before we start, obviously, we want to send out our thoughts to Damar Hanlon and, and all of the Buffalo Bills players. Uh, at the time of recording, uh, this is this is Tuesday and uh, Damar's still in critical condition. So we're, we're all hoping that that uh, manages to resolve itself. And as um, Alex posted earlier on our social media channels, some things are definitely bigger than football. Um, so we certainly send our thoughts there. Um, but let's, uh, let's turn to our usual chat. We're going to run through uh the results from the Panthers game 30 to 24 um and then we'll come on in the second half to preview the Falcons game um Alex let's start with you um it was uh, one of those games where it's pretty shaky as as a Bucks fan isn't it yeah it was there was moments of genius and moments of incredible football which we we've seen from this team and then it sort of slipped back to you know new year same old bucks um I, I think at some point Tom Brady remembered that he was the best quarterback in NFL history, and and we saw the quarterback that we no, that we signed, and it, you know he was particularly that uh, fourth quarter in particular, he was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, it, it, we really did play well in certain aspects of the game, but I think what was so frustrating is that we get ourselves back into it. And then we do something to throw it away, you know, like, like the block field goal or the, some ridiculous penalties from uh, you know, the one that stands in my head is one from Joe Tryon uh, JTS. You know, when he uh, it was almost like a horse collar. It wasn't I don't think it was given, but it was that sort of thing, you know. Um, but to see um, to, to, to get that win was what was great and and to to see brady throw those 400 yards and evans of course to uh hit that record which uh i was personally absolutely thrilled to to see him get um but you know as i say we saw what his team's capable of and maybe we're turning the corner just at the right time as well that's right as we say we've got we've definitely got the playoffs beckoning but we'll come on to talk about that but mariana um kind of from your perspective let's start with the offense um as Alex has said, kind of, we need to remember we the goat is actually playing for us. Um, you know, a rating of 127. <laughs> uh, our competition this week was who was going to score the first touchdown. Uh, actually, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a bit of Evans followed by a dose of Evans, and just in case you weren't quite sure, it was Evans to round off the game. Yeah, I got to be super pleased with uh, Evans' performance. I guess <laughs> um, he was just superb. But what I liked about it, I think in particular, is we've seen a couple of times this season uh, a deep throw to Evans that hasn't worked. He's dropped. It's fallen short. It's not quite worked. And then we've not really done it again for the rest of the game. This game, the first attempt fell, you know, fell wrong. Um, he he didn't quite catch it. Yeah. But then instead of going away from that, we kept trying to get it to him. We kept trying to feed the ball to Evans and he just showed his quality and this time it paid off. But I, I was glad that we we kept trying this time and not giving up on that deep ball because we know Evans is a threat deep and I just don't understand why other times we haven't tried it again. We've we've gone, oh, he's dropped it, that's it and, and not repeated it. Unfortunately, the the sort of downside, I guess, on the offense for me was the run game, which 
we didn't seem to get going at all. But at least we got a score late on when it counted. And and actually, it was another thing that I, I'd said, I think, in a previous podcast, which was uh, the quarterback sneak. We did uh, a couple in this game, and they worked, both of them. We know Brady's one of the yeah. best at the quarterback sneak, so why we haven't been doing it as much was something that baffled me. And again, this time we tried a couple and they both worked. So He's the only one that gets a pass. His three carries for four <laughs> yards um, wasn't far off the yards per carry. Actually, unfortunately, that Leonard and Rashad had either. Uh, I mean, David, obviously, we could point towards the running backs, but I think we're probably more likely to discuss the offensive line play, um, how, which, which yeah. Yeah, felt, again, variable. Yeah, but I think they did hold up when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of sacks, but largely they did the job that was needed. So that was pleasing. I mean, you look at the whole game and it was still a very similar formula to what we've seen from the Bucks for this season. Um, let an easy drive on our defence on the opening drive. Offence really struggled to get going again. Um, and, you know, the run game, again, was constant in the middle, in the middle, up the gut, up the gut for one, two yards or a loss of three or four. There wasn't a lot of change until really Brady opened it up. And I just can't understand, you know, they were saying before the game that um, Byron had said to Brady, they're going to let loose in this game. Mm. So why haven't they for the last 10 games of the season? I just don't understand it. I mean, we were lucky as well in that the uh, system that Panthers put out, just marking um, Evans one-on-one against an inexperienced back, I mean, it helped us incredibly. Mm. But, uh, I mean, Panthers played right into our hands, really, for that one. And we didn't, again, we had that great pass in the uh, end of the second quarter. But then it wasn't until fourth quarter, once again, that we came alive. And that just seems to be a consistent model. So... Fantastic that we got the win. Absolutely delighted, overjoyed. Um, but we need to see more of it. We do. I mean, Alex, as David has said, on the one hand, why have the coaches suddenly opened the playbook up? Uh, and on the other hand, it, it's only late in the game that we seem to be coming alive. What What is it, do you think, maybe that's sort of behind the inconsistency or... Yeah, because that's what we're looking ahead. That's probably going to be a key factor, isn't it? Is to how far the Bucks go is going to be how consistent they are. Well, absolutely. I mean, before, you know, but one thing to say is that obviously we know the playoffs are, you know, completely separate to the season, so to speak. You know, the the, the form book goes out the window. Um, in terms of your question, though, I mean, it, we're just purely guessing here, aren't we? You know, we, we we've all. Uh, now I've asked the same question that you've asked to, to people on this pod as well. Then you know it could be coaching. Um, it we don't you know that's one thing that is said said a lot. Injuries have had a big impact as well. Um, there are many factors that could could be playing into this. And then um, you know uh, yeah we, we're purely guessing here. Um, we we all know that the coaching is certainly very different to when. Bruce Arians was head coach. Um, everyone's had questions over Byron Leftwich since he became a uh, offensive coordinator. Um, you know, we think that it seems to get better when Tom Brady has more of an impact on the play calling. That's that's something that's been spoken about as well. Um, but it is just purely guesswork on it. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. Um, normally, the metric I like to look at, and indeed, it's the one we have in our ultimate prediction competition, which is um, rapidly drawing to a close on uh, on the forum. Um, and I often look towards tackles. This week, the Panthers had seventy six tackles to the Bucks fifty. Now, for first thing, you glance, you think, well, that's not good. Only 50 tackles. But that's because they were getting off the field. Um, and Mariana, I think we also we also had some turnovers, which um, I had to look up the word turnover when it happened. I wasn't quite sure. It's starting to become a bit of a foreign thing. But um, it felt like the D put together a relatively complete game, didn't it? Yeah, the, the, first, um, the first drive, first couple of drives for mm. the Panthers, we almost focused a little bit too much. We know they're a run-heavy team, and it felt like we were focusing probably slightly too much on trying to stuff the run. I think I said it anyway um, at some point, is that, yes, it would be key that we had to stop their run. Um, and they only got themselves about 70-odd yards, I think, between you know, Dion Foreman and, and Chuba Hubbard who have been both superb for the past few weeks for them. So I think they had a chance to, because we were f- so focused on that run stuffing that they had a chance to get behind us, obviously, and, and get Donald to, to his credit through quite well. And, and we, we let them through, you know, on a couple of deep balls to, uh, to DJ Moore quite easily. Um, but, we seemed to make some sort of adjustment after that, and and we did, we did, eventually, as you say, sort of stop them. And and the really key thing again, as you say, is the turnovers. Uh, Vita Vea athletically oh, jumping on. Great to see. <laughs> it reminded me of the hippopotamuses in Fantasia. <laughs> it was it was Nelson's uh, Nelson's work forcing the fumble, I think. Um, yeah. And and he has been quietly very good all year, I think. Mm. So uh, he forced it, but yeah, Vaya jumping on it was was glorious. <laughs> um, and and Sean Murphy Bunting coming up with an interception as well. So as you say, a complete a complete game with a slight adjustment to to sort of not give them so much Ooh. stuff deep um, after after we gave up a couple of easy touchdowns for them. Yeah. I think just I think just the, to, oh, sorry, just to, so just to add in there like I think you know I get I agree with Marianne Marianne what you said on the adjustments to stop them going deep but I think for me what was frustrating defensively is particularly the first drive um it, and Gary says this an awful lot and I, I since you know he's been saying it I've been watching the games I I, I can see it very clearly now the one thing we weren't doing to start off with is challenging at the point of the catch. And you saw that particularly in the first drive. You know, they were making that first drive for them was so, so easy. It was almost so the defense defense would just stay on the sideline. Um, but you know, so going back to briefly to what I said at the very start, you know, there was there, there were times in that game where we were just showing exactly what we'd be doing, you know, all the way through the season, where we've just been soft. And then suddenly when when the defense seems to wake up, which is which is great when it does, we see uh you know, we see the defense that we've come to love and know un- under uh, Todd Bowles. Yes, he's not DC anymore, but we see that aggressiveness. We, you know, we see the interceptions. We see the row in the boat. You know, and we just haven't seen as much of that this season. I think the one thing I'd like to spend some time talking about, and, and David, we'll start with you, but open it up. Yeah. The enigma that is 
Joe Tryon Shoyenka. I, I mean, he's he was the leading leading solo tackles on the day. He had seven solo tackles. He had a QB hit, but on the forum, it felt like our members were giving him a hard time. I was really just going to dive in there, and yeah. <clears throat> I think you look at it. The reason I think we again we've picked up before when you've got a quarterback that sticks between the marks in the pocket. Then he gets he's too deep, he's outside, he never gets there. And certainly in that first drive, in that early couple of drives, Donald wasn't moving out of the pocket. He was just firing it down the middle. We weren't getting close. The minute he got flushed and moved outside the, the marks, then that's when JTS comes alive. And the number of times we chased him around in the backfield and he managed to get the ball off or just throw it away, that's when he comes into his own. And I think, you know, we probably have to accept that's the style of player he is. And, he, you know, he needs to be complementary to the other backs we've got. It's, it's almost like improvisational sort of style, isn't it? That's when he's better, when everything breaks down, like you say. Alex, yeah. I mean, he's in, he's in his second year now. I think we all gave him a pass last year, not least because there was, you know, Sue and JCPP and other people knocking around. But, you know, how would you, where are you grading him? Does he, is he on the bubble next year? See, I've got... I... When when you when you ask this question, I've got to get um, JPP and Sue out of my head and remember he's a different player and, and a lot younger because you know to them obviously he's, he's nowhere near that level. But um, he's certainly getting better. You know, as David said, you know that when the quarterback is out of the pocket, I mean he's he's one scary dude. You know, his speed is is quite is quite something off the edge. Um, I, I mean, in terms of grade, do you want a letter grade? Where do you want me to go with this? Would you like a letter? Whatever you think. I mean, it's up to you. Or do you think, you know, is, is, if you're the, the player personnel person next year, how close to you, you know, to the cut do you think he is? Because he's a starter. I, yeah, oh, he's nowhere near the you know. cut. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, he's absolutely nowhere near the cut. No, yeah. he, 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 because he's shown how dangerous he can be. Mm. And when we get that pressure up the middle, you know, with Vita Vea, um, and Will Goldston, uh, and, um, oh, my word, his name, his, his name's gone. Um, Nelson? No, no, the other one. Defensive line. Hicks. <laughs> Hicks, thank you. Yes, Hicks, yeah. thank you. Sorry, his name completely is getting my head. You know, when yeah. those three get that penetration and it gives, JTS that space to getting around the edge and for, and brush the quarterback out. Um, it, it forces the quarterback to panic and to, and to make make the plays that, that we saw yesterday. So he is without doubt a really important asset to our team in terms of the speed that Todd Bowles loves to use with the outside linebackers. So he's definitely nowhere near the cut. He's only going to get better. I think we've seen that this season. Yes, he's given away penalties. Find me a player that's not giving away a penalty. Yes, he's made mistakes. Find me a player that's not made mistakes. But he's definitely really, he's a really good player to have on his team. I think what's noticeable is in past seasons, we've seen the likes of Devin White and Trillestrin David flying out and making no tackles. They haven't done that so much this year when mm. the callbacks come out of pocket because he's got there first. Mm. Let's, uh, yeah. let's not forget as well. Um, we're, we're saying that last year, and we're trying to put them out of our head, you know, JPP and <laughs> and Sue. But at the same time, JTS, second year, yes, but still second year. So still learning the game. Um, and sometimes it takes three, four years to really hit that prime spot. Also, I think what plays in heavily into him maybe struggling a little bit at being as good as he could be is not having Shaq Barrett and Shaq Barrett yeah. being out injured yeah. because mm -hmm. you have Shaq Barrett as well 
playing on the line and you've got more experience, someone to, I'm sure they talk. I'm sure he gives him advice, but there's one thing having advice. There's another thing, the, the offensive line of Carolina or whoever we're playing, having Shaq Barrett coming from one side and JTS coming from the other. And maybe that makes a difference to how JTS plays. Maybe he isn't then trying to force being that. I think he tries to force being that person, getting to the quarterback every time. And you you don't have to if you've got that player coming from the other side like Shaq Barrett would. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't but... want to judge him based on simply he's not been as good this year because he's played most of the season without having that experience Shaq Barrett on the other side. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point, I think. Um, okay, well, so the jury's still out, I think. <laughs> the <laughs> we're, pretty, we're pretty supportive, I think, on, on the whole. Well, no, I think it's interesting. So I think the, the, the pressure's on you guys at home. If you, if you think he's not the case, then you need to tell us why. Um, down in the comments below, uh, whilst you're pressing the bell and the thumbs up and um, all the likey likey stuff, uh, and tell us on the forum as well, because uh, quite frankly, this is the foundings of the JTS fan club, it seems. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to uh, special teams, uh, the fan club that I I am the founding member of. Kieran, do you, do you, want, um, me to, do you want me to host this section and let you do the talking on this one? Because <laughs> it'll be like uh, Jerry Springer. I'll just do a monologue. <laughs> Look after yourself and take care of each other. <laughs> You you can start, Alex. Tell us the good and the bad. I mean, good and was, the bad. Okay, oh, like, like everything, it was interesting. Um, interesting is probably the nice way to put it. Um, first of all, I want to say Jake Kamada is a punt god. I want to put that out there right now. I am. Um, I, I I I've never been, you know, a massive fan of punters, shall we say? You know, you don't really look at them, you know, in, in a, a huge way. But this guy is just being uh, even brilliant. You know, to you know, think about that. Was it? I think it was the fourth quarter, wasn't it, where the muffed snap uh, came in, and to save that, and not only not only avoid the huge loss of yards, but also to take time off the clock as well. Yeah. Now, whether he did that intentionally or not, or as in he, you know, his his game IQ was there that he knew that would happen. I don't care. I still thought it was an a- yeah. absolutely brilliant. So that, you know, Jake Kamada, I think we can all say he's been absolutely brilliant since, since, since I just, just want to correct you. I can't let it lie. It wasn't a muffed snap. It was a low Sorry, snap. A low snap. It wasn't Sorry. Kamada's fault. It no. Was, it was Thank on you. the long snap of Zach Trina. Uh, but I, I, even then I give him a pass because I think it, was, it looked <laughs> like he was going to have the entire world on his neck and yes. nanosecond after he snapped that ball. Yes. They were, they were coming hard. Um, I think. Yeah, so and think... if it wasn't for, uh, was it Keefe who was the one who was downfield? It was. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was. I mean, he's the rookie. That's a rookie mistake. Everyone knows. You listen for the bang. If you don't hear the ball going, you're not releasing downfield. No. Because uh, something no. else has happened. But yeah, no. no. Uh, that was that was an awesome play. Okay, that, that, that was good. That, that, that was, was good. the good. Yes, the bad. Um. Right. Where should I start? Um. Kickoff and punt returns. Don't recall seeing much to that. Um. Field goals. I mean, why we, you know, look, Ryan Suckup is great from within 50 yards. 50 plus yards. I, I think uh, I think it was t- our very own Tim Lewis. I think he put on uh, WhatsApp, I think it was. was it? He's had something like eight uh, kicks from 50 plus yards and made three or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact figure. So, you know, not a great record there. Um, we know how good he is. As I say, we know how good he is within 50. 
Um, and then you know the fact then we're getting kicks blocked as well, which um, you know it, you know that could that will change the game again completely. Little things like that. Um, so I think a mixed bag from special tick maybe a slightly more negative than than mixed. I think on this occasion. Okay. Um, but uh, thank God for Jake Kamada. That's all. That that's what I'll say. Fair now. enough. So Mariana, then let's, let's let's put let's put you on the spot then. So we. Alex had to defend JTS. You're going to defend Ryan Suckup for us. How close is Ryan Suckup to the bubble? Because kickers are two a penny and they're cheap. Uh, they are. He's, as Alex pointed out, move him a bit closer and he's a lot more <laughs> Look at his contacts. He's like, he can't focus from that far away. Or... Um, I think we've got competition. We can always bring competition in. Mm-hmm. I would certainly be looking over my shoulder if I was him. Um, as you say, kickers are they're they're just easily available. Mm. Um and yeah, I could see him potentially being on the bubble there. Yeah. I David, I mean a... David history uh, tells us that you cut a bucks kicker at your peril. I mean it's, it, it's true, it's... we've not had a lot of luck with them. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it's uh, Bucks UK's fault because <laughs> last week we all were quite clear, and we said it in in the podcast last week. Within fifty yards is the money, no problem at all. Take it away. Over fifty yards, then don't even go there because you know he hasn't got the leg. Um, I'm just pleased that he made the mistakes or he, he missed the kicks when ultimately it didn't matter. Get them out of the way yeah. and move forward. Yeah, there's kickers about. They're cheap. There's not a lot of consistency with them. Um, kickers in the last four or five years in the league have been a bit of a nightmare all over the, the league. So, um, you know, I think it, it was difficult this week. I mean, he really missed a big field goal after that huge drive when it got blocked. Part of that is coaching because actually they'd already come quite close to that uh, earlier attempts. And I think we should have sort of made a note of that already and done something about that before that got blocked. So that was disappointing. I mean, the missed extra point, that could have really landed us in it. Mm-hmm. That put us in a very vulnerable position until, thankfully, we got the turnover straight after. Um, but let's hope that, that essentially is a one-off, under 50, leave him to it, over 50, let's not even go there. <laughs> I mean, it might be worth even seeing Kamada. I mean, that's good life over. advice anyway, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> over 50, just don't go there. Over, over 50, take a, take a take a take about five delay of games, move us back and let Kamada <laughs> punt it or something, I don't know. Or go for it. Or go for it. I mean, about, it. I mean, it, it's just on sort of go for it. You know, it, we had that moment, didn't we? It was uh, it was the first, uh, first half where we were so close to the end zone. We'd had that great drive. And what were we, third and one? I think it was something like four from one, and we went mm. for the field goal. Now I get why Todd Bowles has done it because if you go in at fourteen ten compared to fourteen seven, it's a different mindset. But then you do. Yeah, a part of me was looking back to when we had Bruce Arians, and he'd have gone for it. But it, it, so it's a, it's a tricky one that one, isn't it? But um, yeah, I, I think it's you one. know, it, oh. it's again the podcasters repeat the same thing every week. We are still terrible. Uh, short yardage, mm. and there seems no variation in it. It is still running, you know, two and short, three and short. 
we don't seem to ever try anything different. I mean, we had jet screens going out down the pitch. Why are we not trying something like that mm. when we're in short yardage positions? There just seems to be no variation in what we try to do on them. And yeah, I mean, our red zone offense again was terrible. Thank God. Tom Brady could still throw 60 <laughs> yards. <laughs> because when we got down there, we weren't making him again. I mean, we missed the first two-pointer. Thankfully, we made the second run. But uh, we need to shake that up. Perhaps they're just holding that playbook back for the playoffs. We do, we do. We just, yeah, we just need to make sure we never get into the red zone. And um, Yeah, the commentators were like, what's Miss the that? cannon firing for? It's like, <laughs> the red zone, come on, yeah. people. <laughs> Honestly, they've not, they've never been to a Bucks game before. But it was it was so there, there was lots of things between the running game, JTS, the kicking game, lots of things to talk about. And it was a bumper night on our forum. Uh, for those of you watching that don't know, on our website bucksuk.org, we have our own discussion board. Uh, just click on the forum button. Anyone can sign up. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to be in the UK. Anyone can join us and chat during the game. And actually, this game. You know, our, our discussion board's been going since 2009, and that that the, the forum game thread uh, was the eighth largest thread we've ever had um, on the forum. It was mad. So people were were definitely having their say, and you're more than welcome to join in. Um, Alex has very kindly um, curated, shall we say, some of the uh, the finer comments that we saw on the forum, uh, and we'll run through those now. So first of all, Amanda McCrory and Adam McTaggart, who were out there watching the game. Uh, a typical start, giving the Panthers an easy score, but then as the game went on, the offense really got going. Amazing to see the Brady and Evans connection back on track. What a game that they both had! Atmosphere was electric in the stadium. Uh, I can I can imagine. Uh, it was. I think it's probably going to be a very different uh, atmosphere next week when we get down to the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where um, Phil's telling me he's been having emails saying it's buy one get one free uh, on tickets for them. Uh, then we had Andy Harwood to see Mike get the thousand yards uh, with that amazing catch and TD. We haven't even touched on that really meant that much. Uh, was everything he want to for such a tremendous record? He did it in style and continued on to his best game of the season with three long touchdown catches and continuously moving the chains. What a game! What a player! Um, yeah, I think Andy's uh, in the fan club there. Uh, all hail Jake Kamada, <laughs> says John Zinkus. Uh, I think we agree with that. And then finally from Alex Howells, undefeated in 2023. Let that let that sink in. I mean, I'm not sure how long that, that trend's going to run for, but uh, undefeated in 2023 and division champions, neither of which look very likely an hour ago. I'll tell you what, though, if we were anyone else, I wouldn't want to play us in the playoffs. We're so unpredictable. If you catch us on the wrong day, we could destroy teams. We could also lose 50 nil. Um, this is the fate of being a Buccaneers fan. Uh, before we come on to uh, explore that in a bit more detail, uh, we also had one of our prize competitions uh, running uh, on the forum. And it was, you had to guess which Buccaneer was going to be the first player to score for the Bucks a touchdown. Um, unsurprisingly, a few people went for Mike Evans. <laughs> Uh, they must have some sort of psychic connection uh, in some shape or form. So we've put all of those people on our wheel of names. Uh, we will spin the wheel now and see who is our prize winner. Okay, people. So um, lots of names on the wheel. If you can see yourself, uh, the very best of luck to you. Here we go. Oh. 
Chris Jones sneaking in there with the winner. Uh, Chris, uh, that's uh, that's a Jaeger bomb you owe me. I think you'll realise. Uh, Chris is one of my largest uh, co-conspirators uh, when it comes to the uh, the the uh, watch parties. He leads the drinking in the north, um, so he'll be delighted with his prizes, I am sure. Uh, and now we can move on then to think about um, the Atlanta Falcons. So the Falcons are a um, a mediocre six and ten to the Bucks is eight and eight. Uh, there's not that much in it, but um, it seems to be lies, lies and damn statistics uh, seem to be the difference because on paper these teams look like they've had very different fortunes as the season's gone on. Uh, maybe Marianne, if we start with you, kind of what what are the keys for the Bucks um, in this game, and and how much does you think does it really matter? Um. It does matter. One of the key things to me is probably actually not resting players or certainly not resting players too early. Um, The likelihood is I think we're going to go straight into the playoff games. So the tendency is to want to, to rest the players. I think we need all the game time we can have. We all know that We've looked a bit off timing-wise, really, until this week with, as you say, with Evans and and Brady. But in general, um, Brady has just looked what is probably milliseconds off, but mm. it counts. So I would like to definitely not see us just essentially resting all the players ready for the playoffs because I think we need the the additional game time. I don't think Atlanta are going to go out and try to to do much realistically. It's a bit of a pointless game for them. Not to say that they're going to throw it away, but I just don't see how much fight they're going to have in them. Um, the, the key for me is probably stopping the connection at the moment between it's uh, Ridder and London, isn't it? Drake London. He's He's kind of come alive in the past two or three games. Yeah. Um got some sort of chemistry really growing with with Ridder so that would probably be about the key to my game but I don't see that this is one that I feel confident going into or Ooh, at least careful. No. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> David, do you agree? Does this game does this game matter? Well, statistically it doesn't matter because we're in the playoffs and that's the most important thing. Um, I think it still matter to everybody. I mean, they still put up a good performance last week, didn't they, against Cardinals? I'm um, getting a Anyone win can there. beat the Cardinals? Oh, uh, yeah, just and again, <laughs> they just did it. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think they've got something like the third best run game in the yeah, league. They are they? third in the run, and we are thirty second in the run, but we are second in the pass. And they are 31st in the pass. Yeah. This could be the most lopsided game in NFL history. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But I think, yeah, I mean, definitely offensively, I think it's um, just working on that rhythm again, just as you said, Mariana. I think what we can't afford to do on offense is get any more injuries to the line. And hopefully, who knows, Ryan Jensen might be uh, on his way back shortly. Defensively. Everybody else is um, coming back from fitness now. And 
I think this week it's all about, yeah, let's get a win. Let's try and get a bit of passing going and build on that. But let's just not pick up any more injuries. Yeah. Um, we just need to get out of that game in a, a fit position, ready for the playoffs. So but, let's assume... Yeah, we always want to win a divisional game. Let's assume mean, it's 14-0 at half-time. Are you resting players? Maybe in the third quarter, sometime during the third quarter, perhaps. Do we see our first view of Trask? Oh, <laughs> Kyle Trask to finish round the season off. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? It would mean you'd need three quarterbacks on there because if Brady goes down or is injured, I want Gabbert out if it still counts well, or anything. Hasn't Gabbert joined Baywatch now? <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> okay, and Alex, what do you think? What what what, the, what is this game going to hinge on? Um. I think it hinges on on our defense, to be honest with you, because um, we've seen we know that we are vulnerable on, on defense. Um, we saw that against Carolina. Um, you know, what was what was the stat you gave a moment ago, Kim? What what are, what are Carolina? What are Atlanta on the pass again? So Atlanta are thirty first on passing offense, on passing. Compared, but third on running. They'll be given given what we're like against passing. Uh, Offense, I think they'll be first by the end of next week. To be honest with you, um, you know, and it I, is technically a backup quarterback. We're given that Mariota started. Oh here. well, in that so case, we, know how well we are completely is. messed up. I got to keep what I, I can't say a rude word. Than that. We look, we make backup quarterbacks like they should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. So, um, but you know, we need. To, uh, we, yeah, we you know the soft coverage which he's getting caught. I don't know why soft coverage even exists because it's the most frustrating thing for me on defense ever. Um, and we've seen us just go to pieces wherever we, we go to soft coverage quarterbacks just throw it underneath and boom they're moving 10-15 yards down the field each time um, so I just want to see us uh, you know, I agree with what David and Mariano have said the points they've made just to add on to it I just want to see us being more aggressive again on defence you know, go back to what to, to what what we were doing. You know, why that's changed or seems to have changed, I, I I don't know. We know how good this defense is. Yes, there's been personnel changes, but this defense has shown, you know, even against Carolina, it showed it still got what it had last season. I just want to see more of that again. Yeah, yeah, all good points. Um, so I think for me, it, so the the Atlanta defense is um 29th in the NFL. Um, whereas you know our D's eighth, there our offense is eleventh in the NFL, and I think people are overlooking that. Um, the Atlanta offense is to twenty fifth in the NFL. This should be a very lopsided game. Um, I would love to have us lock lock it up by halftime and start resting people. And do you know what? Even if we're losing, if we're, so, you know, if we're losing fourteen nil at halftime. I still rest people in the third quarter. I think there's something about, like you were saying, Mariana, about keeping yourself in momentum, keeping yourself match fit, keeping yourself focused. But we don't want to get anybody injured. No, I mean, I'd go back. I would sort of, the offence, although we, we're sort of highly ranked offence, it is back to let's try and create red zone yeah. offence, mm. try and build on that and get something there. And uh, I think special teams, we haven't really touched it, but just get um, suck up kicking again. <laughs> It, it feels like this could be the perfect game to go into the playoffs off the back of, mm-hmm. because it really could be a, a real momentum builder. It could be that game that we come out and have a finally a really big, clear win. I'm slightly worried <laughs> if we do make it hard work again, but if we if we get that big win to then go into the playoffs off the back of a really solid 
four quarters, full game performance, good on offense, good on D would be lovely. Yeah, when the Bucks came up with that marketing phrase, it's a Bucks life, they didn't know how accurate they, they really were. <laughs> I don't think they quite meant it in the way we tend to use it, but it's it's true. Um, we'll come on to talk about a little bit about playoff permutations and things, but before then, just in terms of your score predictions, um, how you think this is going to go. Alex, we'll come come to you first. What's the, the scoreboard going to be at the end? I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring. I... I, I... I'm sorry to say, Mariana, I think we are going to make hard work of it again because we've that's what we've been doing all season. Um, I think Atlanta are going to put points on the board because we are vulnerable. We've shown that as well this season. But it, I also, it, you know, you you were saying about a momentum shifter. I'd like to think that that fourth quarter and the, the Brady and Evans connection is now back. I'd like to think that we are going to see more of that. Um, so I'm going to go 28-24 to the Bucks. Okay, Bucks win over there, David. Uh, I'm going for the Bucks, thirty-three, thirteen. Ooh, that's a bit more, a uh, bit more dominant. Yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, build on that might be one of those. Um, what do they call it? NFL lingo or something? Where it's like a unique score, um, <laughs> yeah. like a sort of NFL Google whack. There's a there's a Twitter account, isn't there? Thirty-three, uh, thirteen. I don't think I've seen that one come up before. Yeah, uh, score, uh, score, army. I think something like that. Score, army. That's okay. something like that. I think it is. Yeah, Mariana. I'm going to go for a big win, but I think as you guys have sort of pointed out, we'll probably rest players second half, third quarter, fourth quarter maybe. So probably not a huge score, um, but a solid win. I'll go 35 to three. They're going to get nothing. I love that. So that's the opposite of my prediction. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but we haven't failed to score less than 30 points this year. There you go. See, 2023 is good for something. So um, I'm going to be the doom-monger amongst us all. I'm saying it's 35-28 to the Falcons. I think we're probably 21-3 up or something like that. Um, or, you know, 25-21-7 up or something. I think everyone goes off to the bench. I think we come out and bring all the reserves on. And I think the Falcons start playing at that point, partly because it's against our backups and we haven't got the best depth in the world. But you've got to remember, this is the final season, final game of the regular season for these guys. This is the last game that these players have the chance to try and secure a roster spot for next year. So this is a professional league. They obviously they want the win, but they're also playing for their own personal survival. So I think there's lots that the Falcons will want to try and show. I think they know they're at home as well. I think they'll want to try and play for their fans, the faithful people that are still turning up by the end of the year. I hope I'm wrong, but I think the Bucks are nothing if not consistent in their inconsistency. Um, and so I'm hoping in a sort of stock market line fashion that we suck this game, meaning that we're going to be fantastic going into the playoff game. So that's my mathematical sanity. I'm sure you'll agree it all takes out. I do think there's going to be a lot of Bucks fans in that stadium. Definitely. Well, we know Atlanta has, um, I can't remember what they're called now, but it was the, there was an, there's an Atlanta Bucks chapter, isn't there? Yeah. Um, the Bucks Invasion, I think they were originally called. I think they might have changed their name recently. Uh, but they, we know that they've got, there's lots and lots of Bucks fans uh, all across Georgia. So we uh, look forward to seeing them in place. So finally then, just very, very quickly as a straw poll, we think we're going to either, we're going to be at home, which is great. It's Raymond James. And we think it's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. Kind of, who do you think it's going to be? 
and who would you like it to be? And are they the same team? Um, David, we'll start with you. I think Cowboys and Cowboys. Yeah, so you think yeah. it's going to be the Cowboys? You'd like it to be the Cowboys. Mariana? I think I'm with David. I think Cowboys and Cowboys at the moment. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, same for me. Yeah, I think, think it's Cowboys while we're playing the Cowboys. We've already done them once this year. Nothing, nothing to, nothing to hide there. We know what's going to be coming our way. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you'll all be able to join us uh, as well next week when we uh, elaborate slightly more on that when we know who we are playing. Um, thankfully this this week it's a one pm click off, so at six pm for us in the UK. So finally something sensible. We know we don't like playing in prime time, so uh, this this should uh, should bode well. Thank you guys uh, for coming along and joining us. Thank you guys at home. Uh, for watching. We will see you next week. And as ever, go Bucks! Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Go Bucks. <laughs>